Welcome back to the Wagon With podcast, everybody. Hey, yo. We are back. Happy, back, back, uh, back. Happy post the uh, 4th of July weekend. Yes, what a holiday weekend. Great holiday weekend. Might here. be awesome. the best. Might be one of the best holidays out there. Yeah, yeah. it's up there. I mean, You're- that Thanksgiving, Christmas is- <laughs> Top top three for sure. You think so? Yeah. Um, you know, it was nice just because it was it, it was on a Thursday, and so a lot oh, of people. I love that. Nobody ugh, worked on Friday. No. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah, and everybody took off early on Wednesday, so exactly. it's just a full weekend. No exactly. one's working on Friday. No, I sound weird again in this microphone, which is gonna oh, make geez. me. You're fine. Settle um, down. But anyways, so yeah, we had a great weekend. Felt like a extended. Really, a mini vacation. I, mm-hmm. Not extended, but it felt like a mini vacation because Wednesday was an easy day. Thursday was the holiday. Friday off. I uh, had, the, had the weekend. So we spent uh, a lot of time getting things together. Nesting, I had, I had I double nesting. Say. I had double nesting going on. I had <laughs> my wife's nesting and then my... Uh, my mother-in-law's nesting, <laughs> so which it's a is, double whammy for uh, me. <laughs> which is far more crazier than your wife's nesting, that's for sure. I'm not sure no, what it that means. Fine. I'm just going to take your word for it. It's fine. It was it was fun. It was great to have uh, everybody in, in town. We got a little golf in. We, we cleaned up. We got the place ready. I'm feeling like the place is ready. We had a lot of help, so Aww. thank you. We have a couple more things to do, but we're almost there. Yeah, yeah we're there. But let's get to the golf this weekend. <laughs> yes, because this was the important uh, talk. This was great. This was as excited uh, as I've been for Sunday golf in mm-hmm. a long time with this, yep. with this last pairing. And I didn't watch much on Saturday, so I didn't really see. Like I kind of knew Bryson was in the hunt, and everyone was there up in Minnesota at, th- at the 3M. But uh, but when I got up Sunday morning, and I realized that Matt Matt Wolf and um, and Colin Morikawa were going to be in the final group, and I I had no idea who Colin Morikawa was. Okay. Um, before today, before Sunday. Morikawa. Uh, Morikawa. 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 I think I was saying it right. It sounded like you were saying Morikawa. Morikawa. A W A. Morikawa. Okay. Anyways, so uh, it was a great story to have both of those guys in the last group. So, um, anyways, Matt Wolf winning yeah. the 3M. I mean, uh, Scotty, what are your thoughts? Uh, did did, did you see we, this one coming? Because this is very quick. I mean, I'm just going to say, before we even just talk and indulge everybody on the the victory of Matt Wolf, why we should start with talking about the lead-up and the anticipation and the drama to him winning. Okay. No? What was that? What was that? There was like seven people in contention at, at at seventeen under at like the seventeenth hole. Am I talking crazy right now? Yeah, you're a little off yeah. script here, but <laughs> well, uh, Matt Wolf it. won it. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of other people that could have won it. There's like seventy think... something people. Right. But... <laughs> I, I appreciate. It. Yeah, no, I, it was part of the story. I mean, obviously. Oh, oh, oh! I'm um, going off script. But an unbelievable Sunday watching golf. Uh, especially all the way to the last hole. The last four or five holes were unbelievable. Obviously, Bryson hits that unbelievable six iron uh, and Eagles uh, Eagles number 18. And then you have Colin and Matt in the fairway on, on 18. And uh, just so cool to watch it happen. And then Matt drains the 26-footer from basically off the green to make eagle. It's unreal. And then, it's and, then, and then Colin just misses it just on the... On the low side, uh, as it just scoots by and breaks a little farther than he had played it out. But so much fun to watch it. Um, golf fans, this is the future of golf right here at Matt Wolf, 20 years old. Um, I've followed this kid for a little while now. I know him personally. Obviously, I know George Gankis, his teacher. 
Um, I used to see this kid practice for seven, eight hours a day and just grind. He went to Oklahoma State University for one reason, basically, and that was to try to train to be a professional golfer. Yep. Two years later, he is that. Two years later, now he's, he's a, a professional champion. golfer. Uh, he's a champion. Um, couldn't be better. And this kid's going to win a lot, a lot, a lot of golf tournaments. So he's our future, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so give us a little goodness and so backstory Scott, you knew him from on Sherwood, this. Right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. Yeah. So my first job ever in the golf industry, if you will, was was a cart barn guy at, at Sherwood where he used to play a lot of junior golf. Um, he's very close with uh, Ty Gret- or sorry, Tristan Gretzky, uh, who just committed to Pepperdine University for golf. But basically, it was him, Spencer Sussman, who's now at the University of Texas, and these three kids who were 13, 12 at the time, would play 36 holes a day and just beat balls hour after hour. And I'd go play with them. Good and, takes. You know, yeah. they would, I would deliver them food out and eat chicken fingers and fries <laughs> while they were playing. And they were just so great to me. And now to see that they've come from this, from where they came from, uh, unbelievable story. And, and there's nobody that I've seen that works harder at their game than Matt Wolf. And you're seeing the results of that right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think which, I mean, I, I think there's probably, not to take anything else away from a lot of other people, obviously, because I think, you know, you look at a guy like Bryson, who's also on the hunt here, yeah. who obviously just grinds on the range, and it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of commitment through your through junior golf and everything if you really want to play Division One golf and, and have a shot at playing professional golf. Um, so he's up there doing that. I mean, just to try to put some things in perspective here. Sure. The guy's 20 years old, for those who don't know him. He <laughs> right. can't even have a drink yet, legally. Um, yeah, he went to Oklahoma State. Literally, he hasn't graduated yet, obviously, because he's only 20. I mean, he just won the NCAA Division One yep. individual title in, what, March? I mean, that's like a few months ago, yeah. March yeah. or April. Six, it was seven, m- like six, seven weeks ago. He was still an amateur when he was playing the U.S. Open less than a month ago. Yeah. Right. So he, he's turned pro a couple weeks ago. This is his third professional event. He's the only guy other than Tiger to win a uh, professional tournament and the NCAA, a PGA Tour event and the NCAA tournament in the same year. Not true. This is the third. Bren, uh, ben, this is third. Ben Crenshaw did it as well. Okay, then my Tiger and Ben heard. Crenshaw. Clearly, you didn't okay. see my posting on Instagram. Third time's a charm. He uh, becomes champion <laughs> well, at the yes, 3M no. Open for, and his well, only it was third, third time. Event. It third was his third event. event. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but ty- so but he won it quicker than yes. anybody else. Yes, yes. Um, so, anyways, his only his third event. Unreal to have a guy that comes up and do it. I think one of the things I notice about him, and I notice this about a lot of pro golfers, but a certain a certain few who are like really proven winners, like Kepka, um, Rory. You can you can get this. They almost have this subtle confidence within their com the comments when you don't even like. They're not even trying to have it, I guess you'd say. So, like at Travelers, he he had said, "Well, you know, the goal." It's, I think that was his first or second pro event. I can't remember. At Traveler, first, I think. Yeah. At Travelers, he said, "This is well, just first after." Was, yeah, it was, first was uh, it was Travelers. race management this year, but not as a pro. Correct. Right, right. So his first event as a pro yes. at Travelers, he's in the press conference and he's saying. Well, the goal is, you know, I, I think I can, uh, my goal is to win, win majors and become the number one golfer in the world. And I think, you know, I can do that. You know, <laughs> he's stepping in a press conference at his first PGA Tour event ever. So 
I mean, it just kind of speaks to the generation too. He's a bomber. Mm-hmm. Hits hits the ball as hard as anybody on tour. Wedges in. These guys just they're proven, right? They play in in, in really really high competition, Division one level golf. They play in majors, so they're they get to these moments and they they can capitalize on them. I mean, it just it's amazing to have it happen that quickly. I'm just pumped for him. I mean, it's it's great to see that. <clears throat> what is he? He is the youngest kid. He is the youngest guy to to win win something like this, right? Or was it 19? Uh, I, I, I don't no, have Jordan, that. Jordan Jordan Spieth won at 19. I don't know. He was 21. I don't I have thought. that stat in front of me. Um, <clears throat> but I will do have an interesting stat for you. Wait, I was gonna say one before you go ahead. Um, let's talk about mind blowing. Born in 1999. I know, crazy. <laughs> did I just take that? Did no. I steal your thunder? No. So <laughs> so only seven people have won a PGA Tour event before they've turned 21, and we all know them by their first names. That's Rory, Floyd, Spieth, Phil, Seve, Tiger, and now Wolf. See, there you go. So only yeah. seven people have, have put that in perspective of one before turning 21 and, and their household names. The other thing I'd say yeah. about Matt Wolf is he's got a, something about him in his game. Maybe it's his unique swing. Maybe it's just kind of how he handles his business and hitting it 300 yards, no problem. And But yeah. he's got the – he brings you to a TV to watch him play golf. Yeah. Much yeah. in the like of Sweet does, much in the like of Tiger Woods Yeah, he's got does, that cadence. He's got that. Like Bubba does, like Phil does. People don't go to watch Jason Day play golf, right? But, but they, yeah. they want to see kids like Matt Wolf play golf, and that alone I think will bring him a long way in his career. That's, that's a good point, a Scotty. Point, really Scotty. Good. The other thing I'll say that I was most impressed with, and I want to get into this guy a little bit too, because Colin, uh, Colin Morikawa, who's in the final, Morikawa, who's in the final group with him, um, th- those two kids, all right, they're like 20, 21 years old. They're in the final group. They looked as cool as a cucumber the whole day. I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the, they were talking about it on the broadcast, but I was waiting for not just a moment for them to quote-unquote choke or, sure. or, or the nerves to show a little bit but not only that they were smiling they looked they, they looked fun. like they were battle tested they looked like they had just yeah having fun but also just they've been there before they looked unbelievably comfortable to me on uh, almost like yeah you know just unexpectedly comfortable for being in the final group both of them for how much it was at stake that that tour win for Matt Wolf gives him two years exempt on the PGA right. tour. Now, I mean, he doesn't have to go to web or corn, corn Ferry now gets him into all the majors, um, right. next year. Um, weird that it didn't qualify him for the open championship, but, um, <laughs> we still got a shot though to see what he does this week. Yeah. Right. So I'm with anyways. you. I'm with you, Steve. And I, I think it's more of a, testament. I was so impressed by that. I think me too. I think it's more of a testament to how good, top level college golf is right now yeah. because you know both of these guys have played in u.s amateurs have played in the highest level of ncaa's and it just shows you how good that tour is mm-hmm. and it shows you the depth of talent that's out there and and young kids young from, golf, yeah. from latin america tour to the canadian tour to the european tour to the uh, yeah. prize of prize of college golf uh by the way jordan spieth was 19 when he won his first tournament there you go john deere classic oh snap uh so anyways uh, but Colin, um, so anyone who doesn't know, I just want to spend a minute on Colin because sure. I, I, we got to talk about who, who is literally a lip out and a horrible lip yeah, out on seven. 17 yeah, away from going to a playoff with him and then would have been Wolf and him in the playoff. 
Um, but so he played his college golf. Well, let's get into high school. He went to high school somewhere here in LA. Yeah. So he knows Matt Wolf played high school golf against Matt yep. Wolf. Mm-hmm. And then, then he went to college at Cal. Matt went to, uh, Oklahoma state. Obviously yep. they played against each other there mm-hmm. a few times, like in matches again. And they've only been there for two years. So these guys are actual, I don't know if they're best friends, but they're actually, they're very familiar with each other. Um, that might have contributed to some of that comfort uh, on Sunday. They they both have played so much golf together. Would have been a little different if you're in the final group of Tiger Woods, I'm sure. sure. Um, but, you know, it, just to have both of them come out and have that kind of performance so early. And for Colin, too, like Victor Hovland, who's also the Oklahoma State product, who's, who's getting a lot of attention on tour right now, between Wolf and Hovland, um, they got all of this this NCAA credit, right? And I think I I didn't like I said I didn't even know who Colin Morikawa was. So I, I we got to we got to give him so many so much props because I mean the tournament could have just as easily been his. Well, the reason why we haven't heard much of Morikawa Morikawa is because have his, we said his name once? The, Morikawa, right, the right way. it's Morikawa people. <laughs> Every time we um, repeat, he him. he made his professional debut Poor at guy. the he made his professional debut at the RBC Canadian um, Open. And there he tied for 14th. So for his first ever tournament as a pro was only three weeks ago. Yeah. Same thing as Wolf. I mean, that's what I'm saying. These guys are... No, I mean, Wolf was uh, maybe a couple months prior to him, but just I'm putting it into perspective. I mean, you you have a kid who shows up three weeks ago to be as a professional golfer. He ties for 14th, and now he is in contention to almost winning the 3M Open in Minnesota. Like yeah. he he got third. That's amazing. Is he third or second? Third second. Oh, uh, sorry, tied for second. Yeah, no, but um, I'm I'm with you, Steve. I, I I think he doesn't have that credit just because he doesn't have that pedigree, and his maybe his college career wasn't as successful as Victor's or the cow didn't yeah. have as much team success. So right. he wasn't on right. Golf Channel late in those tournaments that get televised. Correct, yeah. He doesn't have an unbelievable individual record. Um, yeah. in NCAAs, but nevertheless, he's just as talented. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so, anyways, great fun to watch that tournament uh, this weekend. A great finish, uh, and uh, I thought Twin Cities looked good. The golf course yeah. held up. I thought. I mean, I liked it better than Detroit Golf Club. But I'm going to compare yeah. those two great new finish stops. too. The par five, reachable par five on yeah. 18. Great finish. 100. percent Good, good finish. Um, and it was just the golf course was just a little more interesting than Detroit Golf Club. No offense, but it just was for me. All right, so the other tournament going on this weekend in Ireland. Yes, indeed. Hey, a, go- a golf course we're very familiar with, uh, La Hinge Golf Club in County Clare, Ireland. Oop, there's Emily opening uh, La- LaCroix. Uh, I really we- we wanted to really... be a Guinness. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe a little bit later. We were excited, um, to be honest. We were really, really excited to watch this <laughs> tournament. Uh, the Just kind of seeing some of the famili- familiar holes. Sure. Uh, everything else. Congrats to John Rahm, an incredible Sunday performance, 62 in route to a win. It looked like Rafa Cabrera Bayo was gonna. Ha- it was his tournament to lose. Kind of was on the front nine, and he sort of lost it. But great performance by Rahm. And uh, Scotty, I know you said you got you got a little uh, time to watch it this weekend. What'd you think? I thought it was really cool. I, I definitely see the appeal of the golf course. I thought it was a special place. I like the fact that. Um, 
Golf Channel did a lot of entourage into the town of Lahinch. Yeah, so you yeah. kind of got to see that. that you got buzz. to see the water, yeah. um, which is so cool. It reminded me of when um, ESPN used to do the Open Championship and used to have those essays about the town and you had to show people yeah. in the pub. So it got me kind of all in this linksy like European yes, golf for the yeah. last, yeah. last couple of weeks. Obviously, Scottish Open and then the Open Championship. Yeah. Um, so really cool. Um, I know, obviously, and you guys can count – can comment more on this into deeper uh but the wind didn't blow Aww. um and so therefore scores were kind of low but that's what you get with yeah. links championship golf when it's not going to blow and you have yeah. 50 yard wide fairways like guys are going to put it anywhere and then go make birdies but nevertheless even though it didn't blow he still shot an unbelievable number on sunday right and john rom eight birdies one um eagle and uh it, it was really cool to watch especially sunday morning when i was watching coffee getting ready for the usa women to come on and you know, right, going right. back and forth um and also too that win gets uh john Rahm back into the official top uh, 10. top 10 of the golf ranking so right mm-hmm. world, world top 10 yeah i mean a great a great win for him I, emily and i were watching and we're you and know i had one word to say i'm like this is bullshit yeah we were like, <laughs> Bullshit. Wind blow. Are you kidding me? As you said, Scotty, the elements, like, that's just sort of links golf for you. Sometimes the elements are there, and that's the golf course's protection when when, when the wind blows. But um, just as, a, as, a, as, a, as people that have played the course before, um, and a lot of Americans have, they have, um, uh, and they said this, I think, on the broadcast as well, they had, like, something over 300 overseas members. Um, when we were there, there was actually an overseas tournament, so a bunch of guys coming in from, mm-hmm. from New York and from the East member, Coast. Uh, guest it was like a member? Yeah, it was like a member-member but overseas member tournament. Mm-hmm. So um, so we met a bunch of people who were overseas members that just fell in love with the town and, and the course. And so to, to see the course and to, um, to, and play, to, the course. to play the course, it, it was just a different experience watching it. But... It was yeah, like like Emily was getting to. We were just like cursing the fact that these guys got to play this course in in perfect condition yeah. almost. Because when we played it, it was our worst weather day. It was our worst weather day the whole Ireland trip. It was rain in your face sideways. We literally forty mile an hour exper- gusts. We forty to fifty mile an hour gusts. Oh, let's see, we experienced no, we didn't experience snow, but we experienced sleet, rain in August and sunshine with a couple double rainbows in <laughs> August. And the the wind got up to what seventy miles an hour. Like it. I was, don't know. We keep going up there. Seventy might be pushing it, but no. it, was, it was thirty to it thirty was. forty mile an hour gusts for sure. Yeah. And I mean the type of things that where the math numbers don't seem to make sense. Like you you're hitting into such a strong wind that no matter what club you hit. Yeah. It right. won't get there if it's in the air. Right. Like, right. like I hit like a, there's no need for a yard. It's it's, just, it's almost yeah. I I think I hit a five iron once because I just wanted to keep it low, knowing that was all I could do, and I lifted it too high, and my five iron that I needed to go like 130 yards ended up going like 70 yards. Yeah. Like you can't like when you start playing in this wind when it's in your face, you really can't even. I mean, comprehend it. Right. You can't, yeah. You can't hit the ball in the air. You, you it doesn't matter what the yardage is. It's the it, ball the way exactly. the ball is going Yeah. You just need to hit like four foot stingers the whole time. But anyways, very cool track. Like you said, Scotty, the town of La Hinch is was yeah. a buzz. And, and I can only imagine knowing how it was on a regular August weekend and bachelorette and bachelor parties. I mean, this this town has a great vibe. So um, and the funny uh, we'll story- get into that more in the Ireland podcast. But it's... Uh, 
it's just a special place for us. So it was fun to watch it this year. Our friend Shane Donahue posted a picture of um, the the avenue or the street leading up to basically the the clubhouse or the golf course, and it was just jam packed. They closed it all off. It was, I'm sure, it just reminded me of just like a big feast, like in regard to there was tons of people, there was lots of drinking. I mean, you're going to get that anyways in Ireland, but um, it's just, oh, I really wanted to go back. It's a small town. It looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, it makes, it got me just wanting, yeah, exactly, jealous to go back at some point. But... I loved I loved watching the blind shots, the guys trying to trying to or making great shots on the blind shots with um, I can't remember off the top of my head the specific hole. I think it's the sixth hole. There's a blind par three over a huge hump, which is like kind of a quirky hole. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy golf course. Those guys made it seem easy, and and that's what pro tours will uh, pro players will do when the elements aren't there. But, I mean, well, it, it was a difficult course. Yeah, and there's a reason for this to be in the top 100 golf courses or ranked top 100 in the world, you know, and it's for good reason, just the... the 100%. Yep. Anyways, so congrats, John Rahm. That's a second Irish Open win, by yes. the way. He's done it before. Um, so he seems to like Ireland as much as we do. <laughs> we uh, have a decision about John Daly's cart from the RNA. Oh, this is interesting. So John Daly, who is scheduled or to be in the field, um, got a special exemption from the PGA Tour for the PGA Championship the year at Bethpage that he could take a cart. Um, he's applied for that same exemption this year at the Open Championship. And the RNA has said no. <laughs> so I will wait and I will hear from both of you of your feelings towards the RNA saying hell no to John Daly <laughs> taking a cart at the Open Championship. I like it. I mean, I don't know. I I personally, I mean, look, if, if <laughs> I'm going to sound like a jerk here, but I'm just going to say it. Like, just it. I just feel like, look, John Daly's. He's had his vices throughout the years. This guy smokes like a chimney. Um, I know he's like worked on the drinking thing. I don't know if he's still drinking now, but he's a recovered alcoholic. Recovered, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I think look, you, at some point you got to take care of your body to some extent, and I get it. Like you're, you can you players can have hand can be handicapped for certain reasons and need to take a car i think you he's take, got arthritis is the reason why he's what yeah, arthritis is the reason why. but every, but like older guys can like develop arthritis yeah. right so i but i think more than the arth I'm, I'm putting quotes over my head right now the arthritis it's it's a little bit of john daly smokes like a, a fiend probably eats whatever he wants and doesn't feel like walking around the golf course because he thinks he can play better if he's not walking because he's so personally i think he should i like it i like the decision i think you should be able to walk the golf course to be able to play if there's if this guy's like then if this guy was a health nut and like had some kind of condition where like, like just like maybe a Martin. little bit of a different um path was, to asking for this yeah. then i think maybe maybe it'd be better i mean so they let him do it at was PGA. It PGA? PGA. yeah and the u.s open didn't let him do it either right nope. so yeah so i mean this is the second group to say no i like it just walk the course and man up he, he's walked i mean it's not like he's walked other courses you know he's not doing this every week on the champions tour right just to your point in regard to the if he had some sort of like 
pre-existing condition um, just through research. Casey Martin, I think it was like in the late 90s. Yes. He successfully coach for Oregon now. Yeah, he successfully sued the PGA because they wouldn't allow him to um, use a golf cart and he had a birth defect with his legs. So mm-hmm. that's the reason. Like, he, John Daly doesn't have a birth defect. He has arthritis. Thousands, if not millions of people have arthritis. Yeah. I mean, as a professional golfer with arthritis, it's harder, I'm sure. But, I, I like, I'm again, I'm putting that quotes over arthritis, and there's a little bit of arth laziness in it as well. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I, I don't know the actual condition and how much pain he is. Um, however, I'm going to say I really don't care. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to be apologetic. Because yet. here's the thing about professional golf and big boy golf. It's played by walking, and everyone knows that and understands the rule. Like, if, if you can't take a device in another sport and in, in, in every qualifier for whether it's a PGA or LPGA qualifier, it, it's very standard that A, you must take a caddy and B, you must walk. Right. In every tournament, it's like that. Yeah. In, every, in every big boy qualifier you play in, th- those rules are posted on a rule sheet, right? Yeah. Before you sign up, before you're invited. Yeah. And he knows that. He knows that going in. I don't give him any leeway to want to take a cart that, that's not in the spirit of golf, and it's certainly not in the spirit of what the USGA defines as championship golf or the right. RNA, RNA for that yeah. matter. So therefore, I give him no credit. If I would be really upset if the RNA let him take a cart um, because also, too, then where do we draw the line? Right, like, oh, yeah. like who, what's the next person that gets to take a cart? And then all of a sudden, everyone has devices orms. and push carts and electrical the systems, and there's no way to regulate it. There's something about playing championship golf and the stamina of having to walk. You, we talked about it earlier in the elements. Like, it sucks to have to walk in 30 mile hour rain. Oh yeah, versus taking a it's, cart. It's, it's almost up. yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of it, and it's part of championship golf is you have to walk. And I think I think that you could argue that there's. When you're te- when you're teetering on that line, you you're arguing. You could argue that like there's an advantage to it, really, to taking a cart. If everybody totally. else is walking, right? And there's look, totally I don't expect John Daly to- cart or no cart to be winning the British Open. But to your point, Scotty, it opens that can of worms. And where do you draw the line? Right. If so and so sprains their leg and it's like a two year thing, it's like okay, well, I could take a medical exemption, or you guys could let me take a cart. Well, you kind of get a. Uh, you know, leg up on the field, yeah. if you will, if if you're just allowed to take a cart around. So all the being time. 53, he has a condition or not a condition. He has osteoarthritis in his right knee. It's a degenerative condition that makes walking difficult. But let's bring it back to uh, Tiger Woods, who walked the full golf course on a broken freaking leg. Like Victoria, yeah. you know, yeah. So. I agree. Stick to your guns on this one. It's not like we're not we're not here to um, we're not here to give out cart passes to you know uh, to anyone at a championship level golf tournament. Let's let's be real. All right. So the other um, the other thing we've got going on this week, uh, Scottish Open. Before we'll get into Ricky in a second, but Scottish Open. Um, excited to see that see that more Lynx golf yep. coming up. Usually some Americans in the field. I was a little surprised there weren't any more Americans in the Irish Open field. Um, just since the the Open Championship is in Ireland, I thought you'd see a few names at least go over. But Justin Thomas, I believe, is in the field at the Scottish. Ricky's in the field at the Scottish. Rory. Uh, Rory's in the field at the Scottish. So we'll have more Lynx golf this week. It, everybody getting tuned up for the uh, for the British at Royal Port Rush. Excited. Hashtag excited. <laughs> so uh, we'll be looking for that. 
Royal Port Rush. Ricky Elliott, who's Brooks Kepka's caddy, we talked about this before, used to caddy there. So apparently, Scotty, you've got some info. Like everyone's hitting him up for uh, dinner recommendations, insight insight on the course. Like if I was Ricky, I'd be, I'd just be like giving everyone bad information. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's a tough way to pay him extra money. That's tough to go back to tour after that. (laughs) Um, And as you know, it's a fraternity out there. Aim left then too, especially especially people that carry bag for a living. Um, That's true. No, uh, so Ricky Elliott, who is Brooks Kepka's caddy, um, got his caddy start at Woolport Rush. Um, he, I think he looped there for like 15, 16 years before coming wow. over to America. So he knows the place inside and out. Um, and he was saying this week that it was tough because as soon as he would finish or he would get on the range, instead of catering to his man, like people were coming up to him and saying like, hey, where do I stay? And where should I eat? And like, what's <laughs> what's the knowledge? And like, hey, do you have, you know, your own personal yardage book um, that, that you walked off and charted? And so it's just kind of a fun story. But I tell you what, with that much of inside knowledge and probably the most intimidating factor in major championship golf, uh, I don't know how you bet against Brooks Kepka. I was just going to say, who's this guy, at, what are the odds on Brooks Kepka? Right? Yeah, we should look up odds. He's got, I mean, if he's not the favorite, he's got to be in the top two or three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I just there's so many good storylines into this. Like, the, obviously, the British Open returning or the Open Championship returning to Ireland, um, Northern Ireland, I should say. Uh, the venue of Port Rush, I'm so excited to see. You've got. Guys like uh, these great Northern Irish golfers like Roy McIlroy, obviously, but Graham McDowell as well, um, and you know a, a couple others from Northern Ireland that just kind of hail from that area. So I think to just have this you know cultural significance and the meaning of the tournament for them that's going to be kind of exciting to watch. Um, all that motivation. So it's it's but that is funny because I'd be doing the same thing. So Ricky's probably just like get fielding like texts and calls and like guys stop bothering me. Yeah, and, and one of the things that he he mentioned is that a lot of people have heard of it, but a lot of people have just never been over there to play it. Yeah. Um. And so you know, a new venue and a major championship venue for that matter, where people spend extra time and spend extra days prepping. Like, he is there's more you have to handle. Yeah. A hundred percent. You want to talk about Martin Keimer? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, the only thing I'll mention on this is, um, so Martin Keimer played really good, yeah. uh, at the Scott, at the, sorry, at the Irish open. Yep. Um, he's, he, and he's played good a couple times. He's played year. good a couple played times. Played good Memorial. So if he does not play well this week at the Scottish open, he will miss out on a chance to play in the open championship, which will break a long streak. He has been eligible for every single major since the Masters in 2008. Really? I didn't Let know that, that sink in. He's been eligible for every Masters. And every major. Every major, sorry, since, since, two, since the Masters in 2008. And he's played in all of them but one. Right. And one he took because he, he was hurt. Yeah. And he had quite the career through the early, I guess, from I mean, 2008 to 2014. I mean... I mean I mean, he had a players championship. He's, he's got he's got two majors. Two majors. He's got, like you said, he's got a players championship. And I tell you, he's only thirty four. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not old. So like, like that's a Hall of Fame career at thirty four. If he never teed up again, he'd be in the World Golf Hall of Fame. And I don't think people think about Martin Keimer yeah. as like one of the players that's a no doubt Hall of Famer. 
There's not a lot of guys with two majors playing on this tour right now with a Players' Championship. You look at the resume, it's like, great. yeah, you can't refute it. Absolutely. I mean, if someone told you, oh, I'll take the guy with two majors in the Players' Championship, and you didn't know who he was, you probably aren't picking his name to be Martin <laughs> Keimer, right? It's a, Yeah, I mean, he just hasn't... Well, the guy has fallen... I don't know if he had swing changes or he had an injury, I think. But, I mean... I, it's just funny to uh, to make that. It's not funny, but it's it's. I don't know what happened to him. The guy <laughs> right. was just a, a, a great. I mean, a great golfer for like like I said from like probably oh eight to fourteen was up there a lot. I think the last win, major win, was Pinehurst in twenty fourteen. The U.S. Open there, and he obliterated the field. He's the guy so. that made the winning putt at Medina to crush our our hearts. Yeah, and Europe made that that and, comeback and at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean, so really good. And now he's had this resurgence this year, though. Yeah. Where he's actually been in contention a lot. So um, good for him. I, I hope he qualifies. Yeah, for me it. too. I, mean, I'm, like, I think it's an awesome streak. I want it to stay alive, but just yeah. something for our listeners to look out for this week. It was definitely interesting. So if he doesn't make it, but he's like in. He could become an alternate, though, no? Because he's right on the brink. I, I don't know exactly how the qualifying numbers rank. I know he just missed it and he needs another good week. Yeah. As far as what position he needs, Who I don't knows? have that information on top of my head because I just I don't understand the Open Championship qualifying. It's a little <laughs> different. Is, it's a little which is another weird right thing. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like they, how is Matty Wolf not in the field next week? Yeah, he two, just, the guy just wins a PGA <laughs> Tour event and he's like not in the field. I don't know. Um, There's supposedly four spots left open. Right. So. I just think that anybody that wins in the current year wins a PGA Tour event. Like, how do they not qualify? I agree. Well, maybe John Daly won't play because of his car. And yeah. And then he'll be a fifth. <laughs> or that he should just get one of the exemptions. I mean, for I mean, there will be, like, European amateur golfers, like, probably a handful of them playing in this tournament. And Matt Wolf, who just won a PGA Tour event, yeah. hasn't qualified. Correct. Like, there's something wrong with that. So it's a little bit of a weird. I think you would have to win this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, is he playing? Let's Scottish? go, Kimer. He's playing John Deere. So, so John Deere is the is the qualifying. The <laughs> yeah. But the three M is they just like pick certain events, yeah. and somehow John Deere ends up on that. Hmm, let's like, pick it out of so a hat. Are they like in a boardroom? Like, <laughs> like yeah. The RNA. Like, is, let's, let's pick some tour events that we think that call a win will qualify or second place will qualify. Or it's qualify. on a shuffle, and they'll like stop now. It's like a sp- <laughs> it's like a wheel of fortune. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, like let's get some explanation on how uh, how the RNA. If you know, if you know how the qualifying works, hit please, us up. Please write into us. Um, anyway, so we're we're excited for more Lynx golf this week. Scottish Open, um, Renaissance, Renaissance Club. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see that. I know nothing about that golf course. No. Uh, John Deere Classic, uh, the fifth major, as a lot of people like to talk <laughs> about it. Um, but John uh, or Matt Wolf, Colin. Uh, Morikama's back in it. That's so. right. So. so maybe we'll get a repeat of what we saw on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we It'll might. It'll be a good time. We might. I mean, why not? It's the John Deere. Um, so, anyways, a lot, lot, lot more golf to watch this weekend. I like it when there's two different tours we can yeah. watch because it's like just double the amount of golf. I feel like I get two events. So we're looking forward to that. Um, we'll have uh, maybe a guest on next week. We're still confirming. Heading into a very special guest from overseas. 
um, heading into the British Open. British Open, yeah. Um, am I really wrong if I keep calling it the British Open? By the way, it just you won't make NBC very happy because no. contractually it's in NBC's contract to not refer to it as the British Open. They have to yeah. refer to it as the Championship Open. Well, it's yeah. So guess what, people? I guess this it's- is how you refer to it from here on out, and this is because we say so. Waggle and Whiff Crew. It's referred as the Bopin. There you go. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, but yeah, I think anytime the RNA actually sues NBC or they have to pay a yeah. fine every time they refer to it as the British. It's Open. like the Super Bowl. That's that's what's well, the hard the hardest thing to do about it because is is because like because they play the Irish right. Open, then, <laughs> then they the play Scottish. the Scottish Open, now and then you the call this like now it's well, the Open Championship. It's the Open yeah. Championship. I don't know. Um, and I also like was wondering as we we're thinking about Northern Ireland, like the the I should probably know this, but the Open Championship is never really held in the Republic of Ireland, which is no. you know, where the hinge is. Right. Um, and I don't know. There's got to be some. There's a separation. Reason. Well, I know, but like it's still like if it's, it's if it's if it's really if the RNA wants to call it the Open Championship, like why can't it be in Spain? Why can't it be in Ireland? Like it's it's the it's you're the asking open. like hundred year old questions there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, I would like some answer to these. So again, if you guys have all right, uh, so we'll start doing our insight, research. We'll come back with our homework. Uh, if answers. you guys come back with answers on those, we you get uh, you, you get, get two koozies. free waggling with waggling with koozies coming your way. <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the golf this weekend. We we got a couple special episodes coming up. Like I said, next week. So look forward to that, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.